Welcome back to the program. The Jim Leach Show is on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. In the aftermath of a heartbreaking weekend here in America, we're now joined live on the line by Congressman Rodney Davis. And, Congressman, we really appreciate you taking the time here this afternoon to talk to us for a few minutes. Thanks again. Thanks for having me on, Jim. You issued a a statement uh, over the weekend where you pointedly called the shootings in El Paso and Dayton as domestic terrorism and said that uh, the ideology is stoked by, quote, the constant devaluation of human life in our great country. Uh, What do you mean by that? Well, I mean uh, human life should be valued at all stages. Uh, There's a constant devaluation of human life, uh, whether it is debating on where life begins at conception, what life means, and then also You know, there's been a lot of ridicule of members of Congress talking about violent video games. And I think the graphics that we see today versus the graphics that you and I grew up with, with little cartoon space invaders, is much different. And I think it has an impact, albeit we don't blame, I'm not going to blame every shooting on something like this, but it goes to devalue human life as we know it. And that is something that I'm concerned about, Jim, and we should all be concerned about. The rhetoric, the constant back and forth on social media, it devalues human life and it devalues human interaction. It devalues public debate that you and I have had uh, ever since I met you years ago. Well, along those lines, there's a big discussion right now in the country about the role that President Trump's rhetoric plays in this. Does that factor into this as well when he uses words like invasion to talk about immigrants coming into the country, when he uh, has made jokes in rallies about people shooting those who cross the border illegally? Does that contribute to what you call a culture of hate? I think the rhetoric coming from everyone in politics right now contributes to that hate. I said it after I had to dodge bullets on a baseball field, Jim. I'm not going to put blame on one side or the other, but I'm going to put blame on everyone, be it in politics, be it on social media, where it's easy to just begin to attack and it's to, to actually have a political war rather than a political debate. Uh, I think the, I think the, the rhetoric uh, from a lot of folks, including the president, uh, contributes to this this just feeling of despair by many who are probably not able to cope with feelings of despair, and they think that their only way out is to get rid of their depression, get rid of their anger, is to go kill other people. But that's where we've got to take a step back and say, hang on a second. Do, you, do I believe that what happened in El Paso is the president's fault? No, I do not believe that. I believe it's the fault of the shooter. I believe we have to address white nationalism in this country. I believe we have to address domestic terrorism in this country. And I said it even after I got shot at, and I watched my friends bleeding on the ground. Thankfully, no one died there but the crazy shooter. Do we also have to address the relatively easy access to guns that can cause this kind of carnage in a short period of time? Well, I certainly believe that... uh, I certainly believe that the president mentioned gun reforms. I'm interested to see if the president and the White House and leaders of both parties can sit down, come up with a come up with a plan, bring it to us. So what do you think is going to work? I certainly don't believe we should infringe on law-abiding gun owners, law-abiding citizens who are exercising their right uh, their rights under the Second Amendment of our Constitution. Law-abiding gun owners are not the problem. They're not the problem in these mass shootings. They're not the problem when it comes to the killing fields we see in certain neighborhoods in places like the city of Chicago. We've got to do more as a country to address the underlying causes and all causes. You know, what happens after these mass shootings, Jim, is, and it happened in minutes after I got back to the Capitol from dodging bullets a couple of years ago, everybody wants to immediately go to the firearms part of this equation. 
But what I did and what others did in a bipartisan way, they get zero attention, is we went back and we looked at programs that needed to be refunded, that can help secure our schools after Parkland, that can help address mental health issues in this country by lifting the number of Medicaid-eligible beds in our mental, mental health treatment facilities. We've done things in Washington to address many of these causes, put millions, hundreds of millions of dollars towards these programs, and you wouldn't know it because the media doesn't cover it, even though we've invited even the local media to cover grant announcements, like in Taylorville, who... They have now mental health counselors in our schools to address problems that kids are having right in the school instead of having to address it and maybe figure out a way to get them help. These are the types of things we've done on a bipartisan basis, but they get no coverage. Well, and we certainly talked about uh, some of the, the, the grants. Uh, we've reported on them here as well. But but it still comes back to, yes, there's a mental health issue in this country. There's a lot of people who are despondent and, and worse. Uh, there may even be a video game problem, although millions of people play video games and don't ever lash out violently against and anybody. millions of people own firearms that don't lash out violently either. Understood. At the same time, uh, when you talk about law-abiding gun owners, these two suspects over the weekend were also law-abiding gun owners until they weren't anymore. But by that point, they already had a weapon in their hand that could do enormous damage in just seconds. Is is that okay? I mean, a a hundred-round ammunition magazine that the shooter in Dayton apparently had. Why does anybody need that? Well, again, this is a chance for the leadership of both parties. The president mentioned it in his address today. It's their chance to sit down and come up with what they think is a solution. But the bottom line is, we have to make sure we protect law-abiding citizens, just like we're going to protect law-abiding citizens in all aspects of life. Millions of people own video games that will never become mass shooters. We've, we, we agree. Millions of people own rifles that will never become mass shooters. We have to focus on what is the root cause of this problem we have in the country right now of where the pure evil that exists to be able to have somebody think that I'm angry, I'm depressed, and all of a sudden I'm going to take it out on everyone else. What's led us to this point? Look, I don't blame the president for what happened in El Paso, just like I didn't blame Bernie Sanders for inspiring the person who came and tried to kill me. The person who tried to kill me came from Belleville, Illinois, went out to Alexandria, Virginia, protested in D.C., had a hit list of members of Congress, and he also followed many different sites on social media that led to that talked about killing Republicans, talked about uh, Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders' rhetoric at the time. Remember, in the middle of the health care debate, was that Republican policies are going to kill people. It's not a coincidence that the guy who shot at us while he was firing was screaming health care. So we have to tone down the rhetoric and understand that people are going to be inspired to commit crimes. And at that point in time, they do not become legal gun owners anymore. We've got to protect ourselves. We've got to make sure that we've got to make sure that our law enforcement officials, Jim, have the access to communicate with each other at the federal level, just like they do at the state level, to address people like the crazed shooter of Parkland. I can't tell you how many people miss the opportunity to use the laws that exist today to ensure that those guns that that young man owned were taken away from him. So much so, even the FBI tip line ignored 
the very detailed reports. We've got a problem enforcing the laws we have right now in the country, too. And we've got to make sure we come together and have everybody communicating at the same time. And right now we don't, Jim. Congressman Rodney Davis is with us. Uh, Congressman, you said you, you want to see what the leadership comes up with. But but your constituents want to know what, what your ideas are for this. So what, what legislation could you back uh, that might make a difference in, in this whole area of, of these uh, relentless mass shootings around the country? Well, what we've done is made sure that we've We've actually funded the Cops Secure Our Schools program. In the, midst of, in the aftermath of Parkland, I went back to my team and I said, what's going on with the Cops Secure Our Schools program? I can remember as a congressional staffer, uh, many school districts had applied for those, those funds. They put resource officers in school. They, they put video cameras and security systems in their schools. What I found out was that that program had been defunded before I got to Washington by both sides. So I refunded the program. And you wouldn't know it because it doesn't get a lot of coverage, Jim, that we've actually invested millions of dollars in our school districts throughout the nation to help them address issues regarding mental health, to help them address issues in fortifying their schools and their, their grounds. Those are things that we've already worked on that, that actually address many of these problems. We also need to put a red flag bill into law. I've co-sponsored a bill that would ensure that law enforcement, doctors, educators, Family members can ensure that any time they think that a person may be a harm, like the person in Dayton. Look, this is somebody who had a, a rape list and a hit list in high school. And at some point, we've got to know that law enforcement can be called and law enforcement can come in before that individual is a harm to themselves or to others. Remove those firearms without infringing on the rights of law-abiding citizens. And we can also ensure that we invest federal dollars into ensuring that our local law enforcement officials have the ability to work with a national fusion center, just like the fusion center that we have operating in Illinois as part of our joint terrorism task force and as part of working with our state police and other officials, we ought to have that same interoperability and communication at the federal level that we don't have right now, Jim. And I would attribute a lack of a communication to the failures that we saw in Parkland that allowed that tragedy to occur that could have been stopped if that bill that I've co-sponsored would have been law. The president also tweeted today that he would consider a legislation on background checks. You voted against a bill on background checks earlier this year. Uh, would you be in favor of something like that if the president's on board? And, and what would it look like in, in your uh, ideal rendering? Well, as somebody who's just voted in the last couple of weeks is maybe one of five or ten Republicans against, uh, you know, against my own party. Uh, I don't really care where the president and leadership stand, but show me a bill that's going to work. This, you know, there's so much misinformation when it comes to this issue. I, I was in Bloomington Normal today. We're had different constituent meetings, and, and two of those meetings, actually, the constituents asked me to ban automatic weapon sales. I can't make that any more illegal than it already is. And we have to ensure that the rhetoric that somehow that every gun show in America is the Wild West where somebody walks in and can buy an automatic weapon or a clip the size of, of 10 times what these crazy killers used over the last few days, it just doesn't happen. Every single purchase has to go through a fi federal firearms dealer. And gun shows are probably the most regulated places where we, we see guns being sold in America. And if you have a federal firearms license, where every gun has to be has to go through, 
then you're going to do your best to make sure you don't ever lose that. It's the criminals that are killing people indiscriminately in many communities every day and every weekend throughout our country that don't care about getting their don't care about getting their firearms through a federal firearms licensee. They don't care about following the law, and they certainly don't care about checking the right box on a background check. So show me the bill, show me the details, and I'll tell you how I'm going to vote. So you don't think we need to tighten background checks at all? I think there's a lot of misinformation about how loose the current federal background check system is, Jim, and that's a, that's a mistake in this country. We've got to understand the facts. We can't go around allowing people to think that automatic weapons can be sold at a gun shop or a gun show on a street corner when that is not the case. We can't go around saying that every gun show, people can walk in indiscriminately, criminals and law-abiding citizens alike, pick out a gun, pay cash, and walk away. It doesn't work that way, Jim. And we can't have anybody perpetuating those false tendencies. Well, I, I get that, Congressman, but, but I, that still doesn't answer the question. Do we not need any tightening at all of background checks as they exist currently in federal law? Well, that's where I'm looking forward to working with my colleagues. If the president thinks this is an issue, then show me what you think we need to do to so-called tighten background checks. At some point, at some point, background checks that infringe upon the law-abiding gun owner be becomes the problem when they're already in existence today. That's something that you have to be concerned about when people just throw around the political talking points of let's just fix the background check problem. Well, you can't fix a background check problem unless you understand what already exists. And frankly, many in the political debate right now and in the political arena, they don't. So, okay, so as, as you view it right now, unless someone else makes a case to you, you don't see that there is room for modifications or improvements or a tightening up of the background check system. Well, what I've said, Jim, is... You show me where you think it's going to not infringe upon the law-abiding government. But I'm, I'm asking what you think, Congressman, because you, you voted on these bills. You've looked at the issue for a long time. So I'm asking you what you think, as the law stands right now, is our background check system sufficient in this country? Well, I think our background check system at the federal level has been utilized effectively, and our federal firearms licensees are going to do everything they can to operate within the law. Now, if there's some ideas that many of my colleagues or I come across in the next few days, in the next few weeks, and we put it into legislation, that may change my mind. Uh, but in the end, let's have a bill that's going to work and not infringe upon law-abiding gun owners, too. We have to focus on the criminals. And, Jim, you cannot just focus on the firearm side of this equation. That's where many folks in the media and many in politics immediately want to go. You can't you can't mischaracterize some of the positive steps that we've taken in a bipartisan way to actually try and address some of the, the, the pending you know, crimes and possible mass shootings that may have been impacted by our getting somebody the mental health treatment that they need or by ensuring that we ought to look at a red flag law to be able to ensure that law enforcement gets guns out of the hands of those who can harm others or harm, them, harm themselves. That's an easy easy compromise that Nancy Pelosi could put on the floor tomorrow. But Congressman, we can, we can talk mental she health issues. put us on the floor, put a red flag bill on the floor. Don't talk about what you can do. Talk about what, don't talk about what you can't do. She ought to be talking about what we can do. The red flag bill I've co-sponsored is, is in the House right now. We can take a flight tomorrow. Everybody can vote on that. We can vote on the mass, on the, uh, mass Shooting Prevention Act. 
which creates the Federal Fusion Center, creates immediate communication opportunities run by the FBI, run by DOJ, similar to what we see over at our Joint Terrorism Task Force, right over there by IDOT at our, our FEMA, our IEMA Center. These are the things that can be done immediately. We could have that voted on tomorrow. They could be implemented by the end of the year, and those are great positive steps. But instead, everybody wants to talk about, let's fix a background check system that many in this country don't think is broken. Let's make sure we go out and ban scary-looking firearms because we think they're automatic weapons when they're really not. So if we want to focus on that, Jim, then we're not going to get any solutions to the underlying causes until we continue to push the issues I, when we get the majority again. I, I think the number I saw was that more than 90 percent of Americans favor universal background checks. So I, I'm not sure that everybody uh, thinks that the system is, is not broken or is there, there's not room for improvement. But, Congressman, we're tied on time. I want to ask you a couple other things real quickly here. We you, do have federal universal background checks. That's what the federal firearms licensees have to go by. And you're telling me there's no way anybody's buying a gun legally in this country without going through a background check. I don't believe there is. Uh, video games. Uh, I, I know you said you're not blaming this on violent video games, but the president brought it up. You brought it up here today. What do we do about it? Well, at some point, we have to take a step back and wonder what causes this. You know, the, the shooter in the shooter in El Paso survived. We need to figure out if there's a link. We need to figure out if there's a link between other types of violence. But at some point, too... We have to ensure that it's, it's not just if it's video games, if it's social media interaction, if it's, you know, what we saw in the case where the, the crazed gunman came and tried to kill me and my friends. You know, that is somebody who was obviously inspired by the people he followed on social media. Now, is it their fault? Absolutely not. But we've got to do something to ensure that our tech companies start to regulate white nationalistic behavior, too. That is terrorism. We need to regulate it the exact same way as we do jihadi terrorists. And we need to actually regulate terrorism and domestic terrorism from all types of groups, even those that may not have inspired anybody to kill, but have inspired people to go attack an ICE facility because they believe they, they believe that our agents that work in our ICE facilities are criminals. These things have to be stopped, and we have to make sure we engage our tech companies to do so, Jim. Congressman Rodney Davis, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy your break. Uh, will you guys be off the entire month? Is there any chance that Congress is going to get called back into session to start taking up some of these issues that, that you've been talking about here? Well, Nancy Pelosi could put those bills on the floor tomorrow, and we'd all be back out there to vote. Uh, instead of standing around telling Mitch McConnell to go back into session, she can do her job since she runs the House and call us back to session, too. But you know, Jim, August is the, the lone month uh, that Congress and the Senate has to go back into their districts. I am more than willing to go back to Washington, D.C. to address these issues, uh, but it's up to the Speaker. The Democrats control the House. If they want us back, they can call us back tomorrow. Congressman, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Congressman Rodney Davis joining us here live this afternoon.